The year is 2014. There's a YouTube video called The Son of an Area 51 Technician. In the comments of that video, a user by the name of Snakebite McGee writes in the comments. His words, This ain't nothing. I am a long-distance hiker. One time, during one of my many hikes out by Nell's Air Force Base, I found a hidden cave. The entrance to the cave was shaped like a perfect capital M. I always enter every cave I find. But as I began to enter this particular cave, my body began to vibrate. The closer I got to the cave entrance, the worse the vibrating became. Suddenly, I became very scared and hightailed it out of there. That was one of the strangest things that has ever happened to me. Soon after that, people would begin to respond to his comment, saying to show proof of the cave. They would egg him on to go out and show proof. Snakebite McGee would soon post a video called the M Cave Hike. In that entire video, it's about 20 minutes long, in that entire video he doesn't find it. He walks and he walks and he searches and the video cuts ahead from time to time. And he must have been out there for hours. And he didn't find it. He would post a video and people would respond to that video telling him, well, you know, hey, you uploaded the video and you didn't find it. It's obviously not real. You were doing it for publicity or anything of that nature. He would write back or he would respond back saying that he's going to go out and look for it again. And on November 10th, November 10th of 2014, he went out. He told his friends and few of his family members that he's going to be gone for about two days. And that was the last time anybody heard from him. Snakebite McGee. His real name is Kenny Veach. Veach. Spelled like beach, but with a V. V as in Victor. To this day, Kenny Veach has never been found. There was a search for him. They went to a, uh, a mine shaft. And at the entrance of a mine shaft is where they found his cell phone. They found his cell phone in his backpack. That's it. This is Conversations at Midnight. Let's talk about Kenny Veach. So right off the bat, let's just let's jump right into this. Let's talk about who he was and what has happened and what the outcome could be. Kenny Veach. I did some research. I, I started to look around and this one was a tough one. If anything, it's eerily close to the missing 411 cases. He was experienced, loved to hike, fit, 
He was a little older. He was, uh, I think, in his 50s. But he still had some pep in his step. And he just vanishes. Essentially without a trace. But I'm going to get into all the details later down the road. So who was Kenny Veach? Well, he grew up in Nevada. North of Las Vegas. He loved north of Las Vegas. He loved the desert. He had an intense love and knowledge for the desert. He was a good hiker. Keep this in mind. He was an excellent hiker. In fact, he would go as far as I just read in the comment, but he would go as far as to say that he took pride in how long and how far he can hike. He's a self-proclaimed distance hiker. That's tall cotton right there. Very good at keeping water. Very good at packing water, keeping water. And in fact, it is said that he would go out and he would have so much water that he would spend the night in the desert. In the wilds of the desert. He would stay out there three, four nights. That's how much water he packed. That's how good he was at maintaining himself out there. So let's go back for a second. He makes a comment saying that he sees a cave in the shape of a perfect capital M. Okay. Writes it in the comment, people demand proof. Essentially, he says, sure, I'm going to go find it. Can't find it. So he posts a video back on YouTube showing disappointment. I saw that whole video. I saw that whole video. And he looks visibly disappointed. I, I didn't get the message that he was dragging people along. The impression I got from him is that I believed that he believed that he was going to find it. He never did, obviously. And he seemed very disappointed about it. Almost godsmacked at the idea that he couldn't find the very thing that spooked him out. So people tell him, hey, this is a joke, you know, stop yanking our chain and give it up. So Kenny Veach says, no, I'm going to go back out and I, and I am going to find it. And that's the end of that. To me, when I hear that, that. That's very hard to just go along. I've seen some comments where people where people say, oh, he's lying. He's, you know, he's lying. He did that because he loved the attention, etc., etc. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't believe that. I don't. Now, I'm not going to say that's entirely out of the question. I'm sure that's one of the possibilities. But do I believe that that's the possibility? No. I don't at all. One of my previous episodes, The Weird Weird West, I talk about some stories where people have gone missing. Or there's just weird things out here in the desert. So when I heard about this story, I wasn't, I wasn't that shocked. It was expected. Where was he? North of Las Vegas? Oh! Oh yeah, that makes sense. 
That makes lots of sense. And it's interesting because now he's kind of become some sort of urban tale that people are now sharing amongst each other. Like, hey, be careful. Because that guy, you know, apparently he was abducted by an alien. You know, the story's now evolving into different things. People are throwing in their own twists to it. I read a comment where, oh, no, he was abducted by aliens. Another one, uh, I couldn't tell if it was a joke or not, but they talked about the hills have eyes. Whatever happened, I'm sure I don't know. But let's talk about that area. That area where he said that he saw the cave. That area is near Area 51. And that's not just like, oh, hey, that's my guess. No. There's a YouTuber who heard about the whole story and the whole case and everything in between. His name is Aqua Chigger. And he's posted many videos of him attempting to find the cave in search of Kenny Veach. And he did it so much so that he has lined up the path with Kenny's path from the information that he gotten from the video. From Kenny's video. The video titled M Cave Hike. So he took that video and he started to match it with the path that he was going on. And he matched it perfectly. He was going around and up and down the canyons. Nothing. Not a sight, not a sound. And he still uploads. He still has those videos going online in search of Kenny. He still uploads them. I have no affiliation with Aqua Jigger, but you guys should please check out his YouTube channel. I think he does a great job. He's an adventurous man. At least that's what he seems like. But the fact that he takes time out just to just to look for Kenny is really nice. I'm sure some people might say he's doing it for the publicity and so he can get some sort of ad revenue or I don't know. And, and I don't care to think like that. He's out there searching. What more could you ask for? So Kenny disappears. Catches the attention of many people online, just like Aqua Sugar. And so some people did, you know, they did some snooping. They did some looking around, especially on the internet. Turns out, there is a, or was, I'm sorry, there was a comment written to Kenny on one of his YouTube videos. I believe it was the M Cave Hike video. It's now been deleted, if you can believe it or not. It's now been deleted. And the comment, though, the comment was saved. Someone... I don't know if this was verbatim of what was written. But all that I can gather is that the comment said this. Quote, no, do not go back there. If you find that cave entrance, do not go in. If you do, you won't come back. That comment has now been deleted. Now, there's a chance that it could have been a coincidence, but I don't know. I don't know what to make of that. There's been, there's been many weird things on the internet where someone writes a comment and they end up being pretty accurate. 
An example is the uh, is the Dr. Disrespect story. It's just a little small example, but Dr. Disrespect, he's a live streamer. And he was live streaming. And someone wrote in the comment section, uh, they're going to shoot your house or something along those lines. And 10 minutes later, someone shot at, someone shot at his house, you know. So it's things like that that's that's odd, uncanny. What I can't understand is how a person with such a vast knowledge of that terrain just disappears. Off into thin air, he's gone. Just like that. No thought about it, no clue about it. That's it. I can't imagine that. I, it's hard for me to understand that. He was in the terrain that he's most comfortable in, and you're going to tell me he got lost or he ended up falling ill, or I, I don't see it. I don't. I can't help but lean towards foul play. And the reason why I do is because something that, that, that really bothered me really bad was his car. What happened to his car? Now, knowing my luck as, as this is being heard by other people, Someone's going to contact me and say, oh, yeah, no, uh, here's what happened to his car. But I couldn't find any detail about it. I couldn't. I don't know what happened. I don't know any information about his vehicle. But he drives out or he used to drive out there. He used to have a motive of transportation from his home to the north of Las Vegas, towards the emptiness of north of Las Vegas. I believe they call it sheep territory. Sheep land. And his car is, I assume, is gone as well. Because I haven't heard anybody talk about what was found in his car. I haven't seen any news articles. I haven't seen anything. So his car is gone too. So both an experienced hiker, somebody who has a firm knowledge of the desert, and his equipment that's in the car, both gone. But they found his cell phone. They found his cell phone at a vertical mineshaft entrance. They went down there and they didn't find him. And so this is where I guess the tinfoil hat is going to come on. I, I, and I'm going to need you to bear with me here. I know it's going to sound a little weird, but... Going back to Aqua Chigger, right? And this is why I brought him up, is to help reinforce this thought. When Aqua Chigger was out there, in many of his videos, there's, from time to time, you hear this loud buzz like a huge hum. Oh. That's my impression of it. But Aqua Chigger says, that hum you hear is a government drone. There is constant surveillance within that area. Because once again, it's right next to Area 51. Aliens, whatever, but we can, whatever side you lean on what that is, let's put it all aside. I think no matter which side of the fence you lean on, it's easy, or we can at least all agree, that that place is on lockdown. 
surveillance nonstop, never-ending surveillance. It is being observed consistently. So you have Aqua Chigger, who even has it on Camry, where you can hear the drone constantly moving. So for Kenny to be out there, to be looked at, let's say that someone spotted him. Let's say that someone observed him. Let's say something bad really did happen in the sense of foul play. If I wanted someone gone, I would take them or commit harm to them or I would, I guess, excuse me for saying it like this, but end their life. If I did something vile to them, if I wanted to throw them, somebody, anybody who's looking for that person, if I wanted to throw them off the trail, I would put clues somewhere totally different somewhere else. And a good idea would be a vertical mine shaft. And as weird as it sounds, it to me, when I heard that, I thought there's no way he's in that mine shaft. No way he is. And there's no way that he would just leave his cell phone and backpack. Keep in mind, once again, this man is experienced, people. He has the knowledge and he has the idea of it. Look, I've been hiking many times. I, I, I've never gone hiking as much as I have in my entire life than coming to Utah. And the first thing that I can tell you right here, right now, as somebody who's been on a few hikes myself, that backpack never leaves your mind. It, it just doesn't leave your thought process. That is always on the mental laundry list of things. Because essentially that backpack is everything to you. And for someone like him to walk hours out there away from civilization. Oh yeah, no, he just left the backpack. Mm, no, he didn't. There's no way he just left it. So... Let's so let's start breaking down possible outcomes. Right? Let's talk about a more realistic outcome that I feel like most people can see. At least that's what I'm assuming. And that is let's say he came across another human being, that human being ended his life, buried him out there took his car because he had his keys in his pocket or his backpack, something. Took his car, bounced. Gone. Stole it, drove it somewhere, probably wanted to keep it. He could have changed the VIN numbers for all we knew. He or she, whoever that person was. And that's why they never found his truck. It's more of an SUV, but everyone says truck, so they never found his truck. So in my mind, in my crazy mind, if that was me, I would take his stuff and place it somewhere to be found completely somewhere else than where I actually committed a, that crime on him, that foul act, if you will. So people will search constantly there except for where it really happened. And that's a lot of land to cover. That is a ton of land to cover out there. 
miles and miles of dirt and bushes. Good luck. If he is dead, and I'm not saying that he is, and I don't want to say that he is, but if he is dead, it might be years before someone decides to go down that path that he went down. If, if you think about it, there are petroglyphs there from years, hundreds of years ago that are still there, unscathed, untouched. There are items out there that people have recorded on a YouTube video. Like, you, you see them coming across this. Things from the 20s. Items from the 20s. And it sounds silly, but, you know, it's like cans or, you know, old bed mattresses and things like that. Old campsites that you can still see where they used to camp at. That's still, it's untouched. From the 20s, from the 30s, people were, were out there. There's old campsites that are assumed by most professionals within the field to be left from Native Americans back when they lived up in those mountains. So you have all those hundreds of acres, all that land, and you're searching for that one person. That's like searching for a grain of sand in a beach. One particular grain of sand in this vast beach. Good luck. It's dangerous out there, man. So they find his cell phone and backpack near a vertical mine shaft that he himself recorded himself being near. In the M Cave Hike video, he's there's a point where he's talking to the camera and he's standing next to a very old-looking vertical mine shaft. And that's the one that they found the cell phone and backpack at. And the reason why that there's information saying that he went missing during the search for the M Cave hike is because when they found his cell phone, they found the evidence pointing to that he went back out there to look for the M Cave. Which means that he probably had his camera, which is gone. That's gone. So they didn't care for his cell phone and they and they didn't care for his backpack, whoever it was or whatever it was. Didn't care for the backpack or cell phone. They took the camera. Why not? Because maybe there was something on that camera that he recorded that they couldn't even dare let out. Are you kidding me? Someone coming across that camera and seeing what's on it? No way. They will be darned if that was to be let loose to YouTube for the world to see. So my whole conclusion is, and this is what I mean by the most realistic, there has to be some sort of intelligence that observed him and he and I and I, I'm gonna go and say it. I think that he did find it. I think that time, he did find it. And I think he found way too much, that he, than what he was supposed to see. 
I think he bit off more than he can chew with that. It's not a game out there. I don't care. Look, I'm not saying it to be dramatic or, or the desert out here. The desert's no joke, man. The desert is no joke. I'll give you a real story. Let's take a small break from Kenny really quick, and I'll share with you a, a small, short story. There's a place here in Utah called Springville. Springville is in a cluster of most areas. It, it, it's south of Provo, north of a place called Mapleton, and a place called Spanish Fork. In Springville... There's a story that a young woman used to go to Springville High School. And one day, she said that she was going to go out, hang out with some friends, have a good time, bada bing, bada boom. She goes, hangs out with these two boys. She was never seen again. The boys were seen again. They were back the next day. So, of course, everyone suspected foul play, etc., etc., this long story short is essentially the authorities and everything narrowed it down that the boys did something foul play. The issue is that they couldn't find her body. So they have no idea if she's dead or she ran away or anything like that. So there were no arrests made. And essentially they are walking free. That's how much land... Empty, vacant land is out here. So why would Kenny Veach be any different? And that's what I mean by the the desert is no joke, man. And here's something else about Kenny Veach. He had a firearm on him. He was packing. He brought the heat, if you will. The gun was never found. So everything on his person was essentially gone, except for the cell phone and his backpack, which to me is are the two weirdest things to lose. Because the cell phone, you, you can make phone calls. You can try to you, you can try to do something. And his backpack, which held most of his equipment. The backpack that essentially had essence. He had life essence. He had water in there. He always carried water in his backpack. Why would he leave that behind? So, whether it was human or not, something with an intelligence, in my personal opinion, placed its eyes upon Kenny Veach because he saw something more than he should. And they or it or whoever took it upon itself to handle it or him the way that they see fit. That's my opinion of what happened to Kenny Veach. Now, if you want to talk about aliens or anything, sure, it's a possibility. If you want to say that it was a that it was just something horrible in the sense of he came across some sort of drug deal and they ended him for it, sure. Hey, possibility. 
but I find that highly unlikely. I think there's something much weirder there. I really think that he stumbled upon something. I think he found that cave. Once again, I'm, I'm going to scream it to the heavens. I think he found it. There's a video. There's a, um, a video on YouTube. You can look at it right now. At the time of this recording, at the time of this show, the video was uploaded six months ago by Exploring Abandoned Mines in Unusual Places. The title of the video is called I Found the M Cave of Kenny Veach! It's an eight-minute long video. He, he says that he gets a tip from, uh, from one of his viewers that he believes he found the cave. The viewer himself said he can't go to the cave because he has uh, back problems. So he probably shouldn't be hiking until he's healed up. So, the gentleman who has the YouTube channel decides, hey, okay, sure, yeah, if you want me to go, I'll, I'll go for you. And he does. So he, it's, and it's the beginning of the path to get to it is right off the extraterrestrial highway. Yes, that is an actual thing. The extraterrestrial highway. The extraterrestrial highway is State Route 375. But all the locals, everyone from high and low, gave it the name, the Extraterrestrial Highway, because it's right near Area 51. In fact, they even put up a sign, like a big green highway, the government official sign, called the Extraterrestrial Highway. It's, it's a tourist attraction. I mean, why not? The, the highway itself is probably about three hours away from me. Four hours, maybe. Four the most. So he pulls off the extraterrestrial highway. He parks his car right in front of the sign. Hops out. And the video cuts, but I'm assuming he made the hike up to it. Finds the M-shaped cave. Or a M-shaped cave. The issue is that it wasn't perfect. It was not a perfect M. It was a little slanted and whatnot. But, makes it to the M-shaped cave, or a M-shaped cave. Looks around, and it's very shallow. There's barely any depth to it at all. But at some point, he finds like a little pile of junk. And I mean junk, like pieces of a broken chair or table, something like that. And he starts sifting through it, picks up a sign... There's like this tin, this aluminum sheet of something. Grabs it, flips it over. And it says, uh, no trespassing property of Area 51. Gentleman goes, well, I think it's about time I should leave then. Gets up, proceeds to leave. Sees some sort of crack within the cave. So as he's leaving, he's like, I'm going to check that out really fast. Puts the camera up to the crack and you could you could hear wind coming from that crack. Which means, at least to, to my understanding, that there's something on the other side. There is air flowing from the other side outward towards where the camera was. So the belief there is that maybe somebody put something up as a wall 
And that may have been the actual cave that Kenny Veach came across. Keep in mind, he went missing in 2014. This video was uploaded six months ago, so that's June of 2021. That's seven years. That's about six, seven years of work. You, you can get a lot done in six to seven years. If, let's say that that was the cave, you can get a lot done in six, seven years. You know? At the end of the day, no one knows what happened to Kenny Veach. Anybody that wasn't there that day has no clue as to what happened to Kenny Veach. And it's a shame. Because honestly, I mean, he seemed like a decent person. He didn't seem like an angry guy or malicious. He seemed like just a man who enjoys life. A person who enjoys the air in his lungs. Someone who enjoys that small stuff, you know what I mean? That's what he seemed like. That's what Kenny Veach seemed like to me. And it's a shame. It's horrifying to think that something bad really did happen to him. But it's safe to say, I guess after seven years, maybe... Maybe he's no longer alive. It is indeed a terrible shame. It's weird out here, everybody. It's strange. It's weird. It's uncanny. It's unsettling. And I don't know what to make of it. Every time I hear a story like this, I just think, well, <laughs> there goes another one. As grim and as dark as that sounds, I can't help it. It just it happens so often, so much. You can't help but just go, man. And I and and I don't want to say you become desensitized because that's not entirely true. But you become less and less shocked. You know that awe factor vanishes, but at the same time, it really doesn't. It's just it. it it's weird out here. It's confusing. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to end this episode short. This show is going to be a little shorter than usual. I usually try to reach an hour. But I'm just a little over half an hour this time around. And I want to apologize for that. But life's been a little, a little busy for me lately, especially around the time of the holidays. So before I go, before I bounce away... I want to leave uh, with a few announcements. First and foremost, Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Hope you have a great time with family. Hope you have a good amount of time with food. If you're driving through the continental U.S. on a, on a day like this, on a holiday, on Christmas, I wish you the best. I really do. I really hope that you can go see your family or friends, friends who are like family. I hope you can spend time with them. I hope you can be around somebody that you love to be around with on a on the holiday season. There's nothing more precious than that. The other thing is last episode, the the ghost from my past. I've gotten some good reception on that one actually. A lot of people, I've gotten some messages and even got a phone call or two from 
some of the people actually spoke about on the podcast. Namely, Mr. Mike. Had a phone call from him, and it was quite enjoyable. It was great catching up with him, and we spoke about Connie and everybody. All the ones who have passed on to the next life. And it was and it was tremendous. So I guess with all that being said, I was only just going to make that one podcast episode about it, but I've gotten some good reception to the point where I've been asked to make more about my past and the people that I have met who have now moved on from this life to the next. And it's safe to say that I am going to do that. I'm going to make a, another one. And I I might make two more, and then that might be the end of it. From time to time, I might talk about some stories from them or anything of that nature. But um, I will definitely, I'll definitely make one or two more of the ghosts from my past in the in the future. And I hope you guys can enjoy that. If it's not enjoyable, I'm sorry. I know it's not the usual content, but it is what it is. So, thank you for another episode of Conversations at Midnight. Thank you for joining in, listening in. I hope you enjoy. I hope you appreciate it very much. As the next, as this new year is going to come around the corner, I'm going to try to evolve the podcast more. I'm going to try to see what I can do. Please share it with your friends. I would hopefully, hopefully 2022 can get me off the ground. Hopefully I can do this with my full time and attention on it like I've never done before. And that way I can go across the country. I can go to certain, like these certain places and all that. It'll be really nice. It'll be really nice. Currently right now, and I guess this is more of an announcement as well. Currently right now I am saving as much money as I can. And I'm buying a off-roading vehicle, a 4x4. The two vehicles I am looking at right now is a Jeep Wrangler, or a Rubicon, and a Toyota FJ. Those are the two I have within my budget as of right now. The end goal will be a Ford Bronco. Though. Oh my gosh, that would be beautiful, wouldn't it? But... I I have champagne tastes with beer pockets. So for now, I have to hit something within the budget. So I've been saving up a lot of my money to where eventually within four or five months, I'll actually have an off-roading vehicle where I can go to certain places, certain spots that would require me to have a vehicle like that to get to them. So once that happens... I'm going to try to take this podcast to new heights, to new levels. I'm going to record on location. I'm going to do episodes there. You know, uh, like example, the Kenny Veach. If, if, if I had the time and the resources, I would be in northern Nevada right now, north of Las Vegas right now as we speak. Talking about Kenny Veach. I would record the episode on location. With the nature sounds and all. (laughs) So that's just an announcement that I'm slowly working my way to obtaining resources for the podcast. 
So this first half is going to be a little slow. So if anybody has become a fan of mine, I only ask of patience. I only ask of patience. And please be understanding. Because hopefully by next summer, late summer, I have already done things that can really help out the show and bring some great entertainment and conversations that most people don't want to talk about, you know? So, thank you so much for this. Thank you for tuning in and listening. Until next week, I appreciate it. And if Kenny Veach is still out there, God bless you, my friend. God bless you. Thank you, everybody. Have a great one. Merry Christmas.